The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Good morning, everyone. Hello there. How are you? Allergies still permit me from... Don't you know, keep me from screaming. A little bit better. It's a little better. It's, uh, I'm back on the dog prednisone. I tried to uh, wean myself off the, the self-medication. The canine but, crack. Well, I'm back on the steroids. I, I had a terrible afternoon with the allergies yesterday, so I went right back onto the crack. I need a vet, apparently. Yeah, you need I, a vet. You need to go to the vet, Brett. You need to go to the vet. I got so much medicine laying around the house from dogs and stuff. It's people medicine. And, uh, you know, what are you going to do? So I self-diagnose. And I'm good at it. And it takes care of business. And it's, uh, it's got me through. Because today would have been really rough. Allergies are kicking everybody's ass right now. So there you go. Welcome to the big show. Hi, my name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Big Dick Toledo. We are the morning sickness and we're ready to go. For yet another glorious day here. An allergy-riddled, nightmarish fun. Yeah, I went home on my... I've been trying... I was going to go on a detox. I had. I started that yesterday. I'm like, I've been taking allergy medicine like crazy and all these things. I'm like, there's detox. I've got this little... Uh, the system that I've, I'm going to do and no food for a couple of days and detox with these drinks and everything else. And I got to yesterday from uh, 5 a.m. I started it. And I was done with it at 11.30 because I was like, I can't breathe. I need my pills. Right back onto the pills. So Give me I'll, the drugs. I'll do that again next week. But, yeah, I feel much better. Drugs work. Drugs work great. You know, the ones that, uh, you know, now I'm nervous because, you know, everything I read. I just read another thing this morning that uh, somebody, we need to do this like now. I, I saw the story this morning that fentanyl is now being laced with horse tranquilizer. And horse tranquilizer, which is not approved for human use. It's not like something. So I'm reading about the horse tranquilizer that's in fentanyl in some cases. And like somebody and it's an attended, intended uh, lacing? Well, evidently the dealers are lacing it and it gives a better. I don't know what it does. That's what I have. I, somebody who. Yeah, tweakers call us. Call me. <laughs> Explain this to me. Sell me fentanyl. Sell me why. Why would I take this? Why in the world is this something you're like, okay, I'll risk it? Like there's. It's the old uh, Eddie Murphy joke that eventually you're just going to stick your dick in and it's going to explode. Something's going to stop us from wanting to finally, you know, like AIDS didn't stop us from sex, but it slowed us down. They did those crack commercials back in the day, like you turn out and uh, this is a person that's been on crack. And it was all a little bit manufactured that it was immediate. It was a little reefer madness. Like reefer, they did it with weed. You know, and I think that's the problem. I think the constant media buzz of saying you try it once and this is what you turn into. Remember the old meth ads? Oh, yeah. It was like this was him, you know, Tuesday and here he is Friday and it's, you know, 60 pound weight loss. And I'm like, I actually work with a guy on meth. He's completely. The only one they don't touch, you notice? I I mean, I haven't noticed 
growing up my entire life, uh, national campaigns running uh, how bad cocaine is for you. Yeah, it think, seems like they, it's great. Well, because most ad agencies are, uh, <laughs> are doing, ruled, they, they're ruled gonna, by cocaine, that they have to. But, you know, I want to hear from somebody who's like, because it seems to me that the drug dealers are now trying to kill their clients pretty regularly like it's like oh the and but why enough. would you want to do that? i don't know and that's that maybe they're so sick of the drugs people but you know they're like they don't like druggies too yeah this stuff's called trank it's a uh, this uh, emerging threat it's uh xylazine it's uh overdose deaths across the country are now uh, getting they're they're doing it even more because your fentanyl that you're loving on so much is now mixed with xylazine which is an animal tranquilizer uh, known to vets and uh, experts as Trank. And it's not approved for people. So let's say, and so I'm reading about Trank. You shoot Trank up, liquid form. If you do that, uh, it immediately causes like necrosis. Because the human body can't take it. So that you're pretty much guaranteeing you're going to have wherever you shot up amputated after a couple of tries of Trank. So where is the motivating part of going where? to Coachella and yes. uh, just losing my mind? Yeah, thank you. Where is the, I watch a lot of OP live. I don't see fun with fentanyl. I don't see fun in the, like, if you've not done it, and I don't want to sound like everybody's dad, you want to go do heroin, nobody saying don't is going to stop you. But if you, I mean, Insider. What's the. Tell us the deal. Give me a risk reward here. Yeah. I'll take the call. 585-9800. I don't care. I need to know. I'm reading way too much about this. Is it reefer madness? Is it the thing where they put out, you know, things, oh, you smoke weed, you turn into the Satan's child, and you lose your mind? Reefer Madness is one of the funniest movies of all time. I don't know if you've ever watched it. It came out in the 30s. It is uh, hilarious. Two hours of, you know, dabbling in the the devil's lettuce. I've seen about 45 minutes of it. It's not a good movie, but it is funny because, you know, we all now know. But they were afraid back then that it would turn you into a lunatic. And, uh, you know, the weed that they were talking. There's somebody calling, Brett. Uh, see if this is a fentanyl caller. All right. Uh, I, I just, I, I, so, that, you know, and then they warned us about crack. And crack seemed like, uh, you know, it was a poor person's drug. And meth? Meth was another poor person's drug. That's the thing but about. But then, was it, what was the one that, um, you know, the German troops were on? That meth. helped them fight. That was they meth. were running on meth. Yeah. They ran. They almost and won they World were War II. They were confident effective. with they were it. Effective, <laughs> running forty-eight hour shifts and blasting. Is that a fentanyl person? Uh, Greg wants to tell you all about xylazine or whatever. Oh, about the trank? Yeah. All right, Greg, help me out. Are you there, Greg? Yeah. All right, Greg, tell me about the trank. Yeah. Go. Okay. So, so this stuff's been around. Um, it started out in Philly. Okay. It came up from it came up from Puerto Rico. They've been using it back there in their opioids and shit for. Oh, for careful! A don't cuss. Careful with don't the words, cuss. man. Yeah, don't cuss. So, if you don't know. <laughs> um, so so what it does is it gives all it does is it is it creates more on the fentanyl. All it's doing is it's letting them cut it with something that's that's making it stronger. But at the same time, it's it's give, it's making it deadlier, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, what's the uh, what's the and, draw uh, of fentanyl, Greg? Because it seems yeah. Like, tell me about the, being on the fentanyl. Yeah, what see, is that high like, or is so, it high? So if if yeah, so if if fentanyl grabs a hold of somebody a lot harder than a lot of other drugs, we think crack was bad back in the eighties yeah. and and cocaine and all that stuff. But fentanyl gets a hold of people and and. That's why you see these people doing it on bus stops. 
they don't care. It, yeah. it, it's got to be done, man. It, and, it, and it's got a grip on, on people when they, uh, these, the addicts, when they start doing it, man, they cannot stop. And it's got to just continue. And, and as you guys were talking about earlier, you know, why kill your customers? It's the worst business plan ever. Ever. Um, and, but, but you know what? The, the cartels don't care. No, they just want their initial hits and they know that it's just going to pass on. But I mean, tell production me is booming. Greg, have you done this? No, I work in the industry. Oh, okay. So you're in substance substance abuse. Okay. So what is the how is the, how is this not a deterrent to tell people yes it grabs you you will become one of those bus stop people. That's the that's the insanity of it, man. That's that that's the craziest part of it is you can tell people, "Hey, listen, man, if you do this, it's going to get a hold of you. You're not going to be able to stop." Oh, and by the way, you might lose a leg. Yeah, you know what I mean. Jesus. Um, and and it's just the insanity of addiction and of fentanyl in particular. It's bad, man, and and these guys and these people they they get on it, and it's kind of that first one's free and <laughs> got you now. Yeah. What do you do and, as uh, a drug as a drug counselor, or a person in the industry, or whatever it is you do? What do you do when somebody in fentanyl comes in? I'm, how do you? What's the stop? It's it, it's it's detox. It's Just um, getting through that that. Oh man, it's it's not it's not pretty. It's getting really ugly. You know, I can't believe that we've lost one hundred and seven thousand people in yeah. in one year, and and uh, and we're not we're not going and taking some people out. But anyways, that's yeah. another deal. Yeah, that's, see, I agree with you though. That's completely true. And so, yeah, and, it's bad. It's yeah. it's really really bad. What do people who are on it tell you? It feels like. I haven't particularly um, dealt with anybody straight up who who knew. The problem with the xylazine is, is there's no uh, there's no test for it. So right now there are tests out there for for fentanyl where addicts can actually test to see if this if what they're taking has fentanyl in it. Right. If they're taking uh, you know street uh, pills. Right. And they can test it to know if there's fentanyl in it. Um, but you can't test the drink. Filler for other opioids. Now they have a filler for the filler. Wow. Wow. Yikes! All right, and it's cheap, right? That's yeah. the uh... it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know about the. I don't know about the cost. Obviously, um, y- y- you know, it. They're they're using it to get it to make it stretch it out and make it last longer and create more of it. So yeah, um, there's got to nice. be a money part of it in there somewhere. Now, all that said, can I get prednisone from you because I love this stuff and I need more safe prednisone? You sound like a guy who knows where to get it. <laughs> I think. I think you can get. I think you can get that anywhere. I feel sorry for you. I've been in Phoenix, Arizona, my whole life, and I don't have allergies. Yeah, well, so. it's coming. Trust me, I've been here most of my life, and it'll get you eventually. Uh, so, good luck. Well, thank you for the insight because I just don't get it, and I've, I read Absolutely. about it every day. And hey, hey, and, and while I got you guys, I found your uh, Granada Park keg with my oh. buddy, and uh, we had a great time Friday night. Awesome, thanks. It was good to see you. Yeah, there absolutely. All right, thank I you, man. Appreciate him. it, buddy. Thanks. That's awesome. Yeah, he, I remember meeting him, too. Yeah, uh, crazy. Visit Holmberg's Morning Sickness online at 98kupd.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe. 
subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. So I guess there's a little insight into it, but it still doesn't make much sense to me why someone would jump on that. Like knowing what you know, or I guess you just don't read. But yeah, so my now I take my prednisone and wonder the entire time, am I uh, getting uh, fentanyl? Uh, it's well, in everything. Maybe you need to hang out at the bus stop with the tweakers and their chemistry sets testing for me- or for fentanyl now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a test for it? I mean, yeah. like anybody's breaking out their, their little pool uh, their little yeah. pool testing kit with the drops and stuff to see. <laughs> to see if their heroin yeah, I mean, has fentanyl on. in it. Because, you know, they're concerned about their <laughs> right, health. Exactly. They're healthy people. They're, they're very, you know, they're very worried. Testing kits. We got our can of uh, Zarkan. Or yeah, whatever. Uh, Narcan. Narcan. Yeah, yeah, Zarkan Narcan. is also something. I'm it's sure. A Narcan. Allergy med. <laughs> is it? I think you might be right. I think I've heard the word I'll Zarkan. Take it. I'll take it. <laughs> right now, I'd take Narcan yeah. to get rid of the allergies. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so good luck to everybody out there who's thinking about it. And I just don't get it. I don't. I, you know, another reason Dr. Lin's a genius. I'll never have to yes. deal with my kid testing out some dabbling in some drugs, which almost all of them do, and find out that they're you know. You, all you got to do is watch OP Live one weekend. Watch Dan and the gang, uh, Sticks and, uh, you know, Curtis and the guys, and sit and watch them. And then they go, okay, we got a guy out in South Carolina who's in his car passed out. And they're giving out Narcan at, like, uh, at Walgreens, you know, like uh, Candy Heart Bears on, on, on February 13th. They, it, it's, it, it, here you go, get some Narcan. You're going to run into somebody who's going to need this. And you just shoot it in there. It's some magic thing. I think the worst invention for fentanyl has been Narcan. Because it gives people on fentanyl the thought, well, there's something that'll now we revive got our safety me. Check. Yeah, we, yeah, we got we got a backup, and I got it in my pocket. So as long as I got a buddy with me, I don't know. So don't take anything. I'm, I'm your dad now. Don't take anything. Knock it off is what I'm saying, you idiots. That cartels are killing you. The the people that are supplying you, your you know, if, dog Brady, drugs are fine. Brady, what you, I'm telling you, you've got a bit of an addiction problem. If Twinkies were loaded with death medicine, you'd probably slow down a little bit. You got a brain in your head. That right? would uh, cut me off, you right? Know, if I, well, yeah. If it was a constant, as much as I love it, that pizza was turning up ten percent tranquilizer and fentanyl. And stop ordering pizza. Ten percent, yeah, pizza. It's a, it's a 90, I might chance it. Right, it's a ninety percent win. Ooh. Yeah, but that ten percent, the one out of one out of ten pies, would I risk it? Would <laughs> Jesus Christ? Look at this. <laughs> I think they're like, yeah, it's too many. Yeah, pizza. I'm out on pizza. I mean, you know, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. We'll clear the shelves when there's a you know an E. coli breakout on one head of lettuce. They kill just, the whole farm just in case. Yeah. Because they can't risk the lawsuits because they're an actual company. I don't get it. But it doesn't make sense to me. And if you've ever tried fentanyl, see if there's any fentanyl callers on there. I want to talk to somebody. Broomhead to uh, just chimed in. He, he didn't. Was he on fentanyl again? He wasn't satisfied with the answer. He's like, geez, it sounded like Biden answering a question on fentanyl. <laughs> he was a little bit like, I've never done it. I don't know. But here's the information. Yeah, it was like. Uh, I wonder if Broomhead's ever done it. Oh, like Broomhead's on it all the time. You listen to his show. Give Broomhead a shot. You'll know. Sometimes Mike starts talking about things, and you're like, oh, my God, he's clearly out of his... Get him some Narcan. You got one? Uh, yeah. Kale- oh, oh, turn your mic on. What? Yeah, Kale said that he was addicted for, like, eight years on heroin and fentanyl, so... No kidding. Yeah, let's go to him. On on both. That's what he said. Kale. Which did you like better? Kale, are you there? Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for calling, Kale. Hello. Hello. How's it going, man? Doing well, man. And you're, you're good now. I'm good now. I'm good now. Um... With, with regards to the uh, 
the drugs, you know, uh, it started off with the heroin and then they started mixing it in the fentanyl or the fentanyl into it. And uh, basically just makes it more potent, you you know. Oh, yeah. No, I get that. Being, Why did you do it? Uh, because I'm a knucklehead. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I kind of just fell into it, to be honest with you. So did you do heroin and fentanyl was in it or did you intentionally take fentanyl? Um, I ended up intentionally taking fentanyl later on in my addiction because it's way more powerful than heroin. Yes. Yes. Okay. So right, this is weird, and I and so it's, it's a complete escape. Is yeah, Kale. If this is uncomfortable, stop and just say I don't want to talk about it. What is this? What is the All draw right. here? What does this feel like? Okay. So. You know, you've seen movies on it, I'm sure, such as Rec Room for a Dream or Train Spotting. Yeah. And uh, it pretty much, it's like, it's a it's a feeling that that you can't explain. I mean, being wrapped up in a, a warm, fuzzy blanket. Um, and, and obviously, you know, there's a dopamine release when you do it um, in your brain. And and uh, your serotonin levels are jacked with. And it just, it just uh, it's kind of a euphoric feeling, man. And, and it's a lie is what it is. Yeah. Obviously, it's it's a lie that you know that's created through a, a synthetic, you know, good feeling, and and just and, and then course, and then that's how much your body craves it after the fact. Oh, absolutely! You become so physically dependent on it, and and mentally dependent on it that, that you know you you literally become physically ill. I mean, there was days where I literally couldn't move unless. Unless I got it. Once okay. I got it, I was fine. But once you got it, you couldn't move. From everything I see, the second you get it, you're in a coma. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that works? I mean, yeah. to the point where, you know, you kind of do like, the, the, you know, they call it the nod. And so you're kind of hunched over, bent over, and, and you can't stand up straight. You can't function. Um, not to the point where you don't, you know, to where you lose bodily function. That That comes more along when you're so sick, you don't. Right, you can't move, so you're just like whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just. And again, pants right here. You're telling me that that knowing that at the time is worth the feeling you get from it. I mean, it it took me from having a home, and I mean, I I lost I lost everything. I lost being able to see my daughter. I lost I lost it all. I mean. Thank God I'm to the point where I get to see her and we have a relationship built now and Man. I now have a, an awesome job. I'm a foreman and I'm I'm, I'm engaged and I have a, a beautiful baby boy. Nice. Who's, uh, as of this week, eight weeks old and my life is completely turned around. It did take me going to prison and and with regards to Narcam, uh, that stuff it saved my life several times. No, I will say this: the Narcam doesn't. It's not as effective with, with fentanyl. It's, yeah. it's, it's effective with opiates, but not with fentanyl. You have to almost double up or triple up when you yeah. when you uh, run into somebody that, that's uh, was overdosing it, on that stuff. Was it prison that got you uh, turned around, or what, what, what straightened out? Um, yeah, that was the start of it. Even when I got out, I, I you know, you, 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 you're so used to running and gunning and living that type of lifestyle that you know, I was sober the whole time I was locked up, yeah. but then I got out and got bored and, and started so again. I, I, and yes, and it wasn't, here's the thing, you guys, when I went into prison, heroin was, heroin was around. When I got out, you can't find heroin. Now it's fentanyl. Jesus. So that, that's kind of what, that's kind of where, where it went and where it's at now. 
Yikes. So Side question. Just, it's one of... Yes, sir. Is Jankum still around in prison? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever try Jankum? <laughs> That's where you like uh, shit in a bottle. All right, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, don't cuss. We know what it is. You poop in a, you poop in a mason my, my jar. Bad. That's right. You poop and pee in a mason jar. You let it ferment, and then you guys drink it. I don't know, man. I I, my, I told myself when I got arrested that I was going to stay sober the whole time on the yard, and I did. So, oh, did you? Nice. Oh, so no. even Jankum was out yes, of the question. Sir. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, yeah, you know yeah. what? Uh, call just for straightening I think everything. The first time I heard, of, go ahead. I, I think the first time I heard about Jenkins was from you guys on. Uh, <laughs> we, we we had a fascination with I it for quite a while. Hike. Yeah, we we were pretty excited about Jenkins. I wanted to make it. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> just to see what it looks like. Well, but from what I understand, go ahead and eat yourself a lot of blueberries and and, uh, and uh, fruits yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and then Jenkins so. Jenkins happens naturally. Like well, there you farm. Go. Cole, yeah. Cole, you know what? Just because you you told your story and you were an open book, I appreciate it. You want to go to the Foo Fighters? Yeah, that'd be amazing. All right, let's give them tickets. Right, hang on for a little thank, bit, dude. Thank you for sharing that. That wasn't easy. I, I appreciate no, it. No, not a problem. I, you know what? It's not something I'm ashamed of. It's just something that I want to bring awareness to because if I can do it yeah. and get clean and you Anybody guys can. are bringing awareness to it, let's, I, I'm fully supportive. So, What do you tell people? My past and my... What do I tell people? Yeah, what do you tell someone who's in trouble? I just, I, I just tell them. Well, first off, I've got track marks up my arm. So, you know, when, when you get somebody that, that doesn't look like they're on drugs and they have their life together, yeah. you know, it's hard to want to listen to them. So for me, if I see somebody on the street, and I do it frequently, hey, man, I just want to let you know there's a better way out there. And, you know, here, can I buy you something to drink or eat? And then I kind of let them know a little bit about my story and try to encourage them. And then I lift up the sleeves on my arms. And show them. And I show them my track marks and say, I've been there, dude. You can do it. You just got to want it. Yeah. And that's scary, too, because this my, my cousin was a horrible heroin addict and uh, told me, he said, you can't imagine, like, sex is, is nothing compared to the feeling you get off of this. But also, anything at a certain, he started to lose his arm. Uh, he, his arm was dying. Oh, yeah. His arm was literally dying. Yeah, was- and he, he kept doing it. Yep, you become septic, and it's, you know, that that movie ripping for a dream. It's not a lie. <laughs> no, that's legit. That is crazy. Well, dude, thank you for sharing that, and I uh, appreciate it. And uh, Oh, by the way, you sound like a man who knows. Uh, do you have any connections for prednisone? I'm going to run out of this stuff. <laughs> well, you know, my sister's a nurse, so Perfect. why don't you stay on the line? And, and let me just <laughs> All right. Yeah, just hook me up on a double call. Thank you, Cole. Hold on a second. On, We're going to give you tickets to that. That's just... That's not an easy thing. I'm, I'm, you know, he seems like an open book, and those are the type. Visit Holmberg's Morning Sickness online at 98kupd.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. We didn't intend to do that. I had no intention of that no. this morning. But uh, every morning I wake up, I read about fentanyl being in this, and now they're lacing fentanyl with stuff. And you see those busts where it's just a mountain of pills. Uh, millions, and, and that's what we were talking about a couple months ago. I'm like, how much is getting through? If they've got oh, a million we pounds of fentanyl, this. I'm like, yeah, if you caught that and we still have a problem, that yeah. seems like to one, I to, bet. Yeah, when I saw that one uh, warehouse of pills and there's a man standing there and it looks like he's about to climb Everest, I'm like, well, they got all the fentanyl. That's all of it. There's no way there's more than this. There's no factory on the planet big enough to make more than what we caught at all. And who knows if that's the photo. Is that the photo of the stockpile right. of Plan B in California <laughs> <Right>. or... <laughs> Oh, jeez. Ask Cole if we can get some Plan B just in case, too. I, I, the, hand that it's out. It's called Deucey's Kid. We, we I'll got tell that you covered. what. That's going to be a high-level, pricey street drug here in a couple months. Oh, uh, yeah. So, anyway, I don't get it. It it's, it's blows right over my head why anybody would do this. Uh, and, and it's, it's funny how it's, it's the... 
I don't know, third or fourth generation because I've always had that question. Yeah. I mean, ever since, you know, high school and on, yeah, it's like, why? why would I try this? Why? Right. Or- and is it because, uh, I don't know, is it because we were raised in a way to be afraid of this? And so the news res- sure, it resonates? I, you know, I wouldn't say the commercials ever scared no, me or anything like that. Yeah. But, um, because white maybe lines, it was. Maybe I guess, because white lines, the song, vision, dreams of passion. Yeah, that was supposed flush. to talk you away, uh, and all it did was make me, Christy Greenway, fun with a couple other people in eighth grade, do the song every day, and then like snort eraser dust. Like, if anything, Jesus. Oh, do you remember doing that ever? No, in eighth grade? I never did the eraser. You do a bunch dust. of eraser dust off your pencil, and then do a little line. And- Oh, ah. lines, vision, dreams of passion. <laughs> well, I was the class clown, so it was fun to do the. You know, actually, I was the class clown's writer. I would tell him you should snort that, and then I did it a couple times. It was not a good idea. But we've all done stupid stuff like that, but as a joke, yeah. But it was, you know, I don't get it. So maybe it's just because uh, we were a fear-based family environment of saying, "Don't disappoint mom and dad, and don't go down this road." And so these stories still. I'm 50 years old, and this still resonates with me when I read. I'm like, why would anybody do this? This is horrifying. This is enough to make you go away. I, I understand if you're already addicted, but why would you ever start? It's a pretty effective campaign to say, oh, by the way, there's horse tranquilizer in your in your Pop-Tarts. I'm not eating Pop-Tarts. It's as simple as that. I think um, what helped me at that young age is having that one foster brother living who mm. was just snorting the tester's model yeah. glue and getting high and walking yeah. on the roof of the house, maybe seeing a little bit of that. Yeah. Saying like, well, what? I'll, you know, I was 11, 12 years old when my cousin, who I thought the world of, had fallen into like massive heroin and cocaine problems. He moved in with us for a little while because my dad was his big brother, technically. Yeah. And uh, they were only a few years apart because uh, my dad's sister so much older. And my dad wanted to help him. And he shared a room with me. And the first day he was there, he's opening his bag. And my parents were so naive, so completely naive to drugs, that he pulled a candle, a spoon, a bunch of opened sweet and low packets and gently placed them on the nightstand because there wasn't sweet and low in there. And he's like, I just have, you know, uh, throat issues and stuff. And he's like, was it candle? Just it's an ambiance thing. This burned up spoon. And he's pulling it out of the bag. And my parents are just watching him unpack. And he had no problems. Wow. He knew they didn't know. And there's a, I don't know, 12-year-old boy in the other His twin room bed in, in, the, in the big room in the house. And so we shared a room. And he would, you know, show up in the house every once in a while a little bit different. And we didn't know. And then I remember the argument, the craziest argument I've ever heard in my life between my dad, who at that time was just constantly lifting weights. He had canned hams for arms. He was a huge guy. And uh, and my cousin and my dad had given him a job and he woke up in a pit. On the, It was the uh, the Civic Center downtown. They were redoing the, the uh, convention center. And my dad gave him a job there. And uh, he got a call and said, hey, Holmberg, I don't know what we're supposed to tell you, but your cousin's asleep. In a hole on the site. Heroin, needles, can't wake. everything else. My dad took him back and started to yell at him and said, I need to see. And he, my dad started to read about it. And he goes, I need to see your toes. I need to see the back of your legs. I need to see I need to see if you're shooting up because I gave you a chance here and you're doing this in my house. And my cousin yelled back at my dad, you want to see my dick too? Because some guys shoot up there. And my dad just said, if you're that desperate, I don't. I, oh, we're Jesus. done. And I don't think they've spoken since as far as like... Is he still alive? Yeah. Cousin? Yes. Oh. And, you know, years in jail? No. No, okay. Well, it's back and forth. He may be now. Yeah. But it's back and forth. 
And you know, just one of the most wonderful people ever, sober. I mean, honestly, like a talented singer, played baseball, had a deal with the Cincinnati Reds when he was in high school. You know, they were they wanted him to go to spring training when he was like 18. Now, I don't know the accuracy of the end of that, but he skipped it for drugs. Just pissed and it, it all away. He pissed it away. And I, you know, I thought, you know, I looked up to this guy. I had no idea what that was. But I don't you know. Anyway, I don't know how we got off on this topic. But it's just me being afraid of fentanyl. But just don't. If you see people that are, you're hanging out with that are doing heroin, get away from them. It's just you're too close. When I worked at Tony Roma's, all the a bunch of guys started to do meth. Like, it happened overnight. And I go into the manager's office, and there was tinfoil and lighters. And I'm like, what's going on here? And they were smoking in the in the office, and, and you know, I'm like, oh, this is crazy, and you just stop hanging out with them. I Not never... like it's ever left, but someone last week ran into was talking about um, Scottsdale and the you know a lot of spring breakers coming in. He's like, oh, cocaine is back. Oh, cocaine has never gone away. I know. Not yeah. like it's gone it's away. Just kind of taking a backseat. It's a little cocaine. He's like, no, it's like he goes. It was weird. I've gone. I went to a couple of clubs. Yeah, I hadn't been out in a while, and there, but it's him. not worth it. Because it could have something else in there. Exactly. I just don't. Like, cocaine is basically turned into pot. Like, it, people are so unafraid of it now. It's crazy. I don't know. The I world's... never did it because I was always scared. I don't like not being in control, but on top of that, I was scared of the fist of Kurt Vesely because he would have <laughs> knocked me into next My week. mom pulled a trick on me, I think, when I was younger, when she told me, you have a heart condition. And if you ever mess around with that kind of stuff, oh, really stop your heart. And I didn't know that wasn't true. She told me I had. Well, because I'd had, when I was a kid, I had palpitations when I was a little boy, so I had to get my heart tested a lot. But it was just because I was so hyper. So, and well, nothing more than me just being over anxious and crazy. And so she told me that. So every time I'd be with people or around it, I'm like, I, I can't, I can't, I, my heart will stop. She, and I'm still worried, like, maybe she's right. I go to the doctor, and like, you're the heart of a 10-year-old boy, or man, your heart is amazing. I'm like, should I do cocaine? Like, oh, God, no, what's wrong with you? But I want to keep it that way. But it was a great move. It might have been a lie. But so was, uh, you know, Santa and Jesus and Easter Bunny and all this other stuff to keep me in line. So it worked. So it was a really smart move on her part to tell me that it would kill me immediately at an early age. So I highly recommend Marcy Holmberg's theory of tell your kid he's got a disease and cocaine will kill him dead immediately. Like decon road spray. Just stop it. <laughs> Nobody's going to listen to me on this one. If you're already thinking, I've always said that too. I've always uh, look. I, I don't think making heroin illegal uh, has made it to where the people who are going to do it don't find it or you do know, it. yeah. Like yeah. I, I don't. It's not. It's not the illegality that keeps me from doing it. It's the fact that it's heroin. It could be available next to the five hour energy drink, and I wouldn't touch it. I don't touch the five hour energy drink. Because I think my heart will stop. I think my mom told me about that. Yeah. So anyway, enjoy enjoy our PSA. I like that. Little, uh, my mom's advice backfired. She's like, if you do any of this stuff, you'll hate pizza. You'll like it. Like, pizza tastes funny if you ever try cocaine. <laughs> Actually, if you've got a portly child, that's a pretty effective measure. I'm sure you're still going to blow his heart up in his, in earlier than probably you should. But everybody's got a thing. My poison is Dr. Pepper and... Coke Zero. Oh, well. If it ever started getting laced with fentanyl, you can focus a little bit better. Sure, it might knock years off your life. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm going to stroke out someday from this stuff. 
But if they said, hey, by the way, all the Coke Zero, like 10% of it has got uh, tranquilizer and fentanyl in it. Guess what? I'm not drinking for a while. I'm going back to water for a little bit. Until get that You'll go back out. to Tab. <laughs> no, I'd rather drink the fentanyl. <laughs> I love Tab in someone else's hands. Uh, it's good for you. That's fine. Uh, let's get a wake-up song. The Narcan song, we'll call it. Brought to you by Narcan. It'll wake you right up. Give it to us good and Just strong. one fix. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Uh, 585-9800. A good one. And thanks to Cole, that was uh, enlightening. Uh, it's 98 KUPD. Wake him up! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.